So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lay of the Line podcast. Uh, as we all know, and we have two of our biggest fan podcast fans here to guests today, so uh, we'll introduce them in a bit. But um, in fact, they were commenting about us being the number one rated podcast coming out of Crown Point on Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, you know, like I said, it's a great, great thing, great distinction, badge of honor. So, um, so very exciting show. We got Anthony here again, Anthony. What's been going on the last month? What has been going on? <laughs> Tell me about yeah, it. I know. A lot of stuff is today, but all good stuff. So uh, thanks for being here again, Anthony. Of course, we got Adam. He continues to get dressed up for our podcast episode. He's so. never told me to dress up. So. <laughs> <laughs> you look very stylish. Thank you. With a nice hat. Just go on. Good touch. Uh, and then Mary, who never wants to be on camera, but she's the brains behind the podcast. So Mary, thank you. Welcome. Hello. Oh, she did talk this I time. I did. I talked okay. this time. Wow. She's it's a, it's, a, it's a new year. New year. <laughs> Strong word. Two cards. Um, so today's guests are um, very exciting to have these two. Um, we got Chris Mallers and Jay Buckmaster here, both uh, the leaders of our YMCA. Uh, so welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, Appreciate you. you. I know you guys' plates are like always full. So um, with how popular and how such a integral part of the YMCA is to see a crown point in our region. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on and excited to hear about what's going on at the Y, um, you know, what's, what the future plans are and, and so forth. So, awesome. um, great. That lot is never empty, as you guys know. I, mean, I live right down there and it's an exciting place to be. Yeah. January, new year, new you, right? Everybody's, everybody's coming yeah. and coming back. So now, do you guys see that like in January, like, you know, the health clubs are always... You know, empty in December and packed in January. Well, we, we, uh, so I, I was coming the other day. I was coming, it was, I think it was Monday, wasn't it? We, we talked and, and I was coming, um, uh, west, uh, going past the high school. And, you know, we, we know our lots pretty good and we understand, yeah. you know, who parks where and tendencies. And so I was driving past where the new turf is and, uh, it's pretty full, you know, it's six yeah. o'clock at night. It's trying to count some open spots. Didn't see many, kept driving, kept driving. And then there's uh, where the new gymnastics center is. That's the one where you're kind of half between, right? You could either go to the west side or you could go to the main entrance. But that's usually a place where you can find some. And I drove past that and I went, oh, it's going to be a busy one. Yeah. Uh, and so I think we've we got around 700 parking, seven to 800 parking spots. And there might have been 25 there. And we continue to add. Um, parking, but surprisingly, when you go in that building, um, you know, that building's 150,000 plus square feet, holds a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people there. Yeah. I was telling Jay on Tuesday, we had Monday uh, 4,300 people swipe into our facility. Really? And we benchmarked against that when we opened in 2019, a holiday would have been just under 3,000. And so wow. uh, we continue to drive <clears throat> success programs. Um, and just a great, you know, place for the community. Yeah, that's great. There's no dust. It's one of the most popular destinations in all of Crown Point. So you guys have just done an amazing job putting it all together and bringing everything that you've brought here. It's just, it's just incredible, really. Well, the community has been so receptive, right? I mean, part of this, it, it only works when you've got a community, you know, that, that is a thriving community. And I would consider Crown Point a, a thriving, it's the, around a, a thriving community. And so, when we, I mean, we're always working on what does this next phase look like, right?
right? I mean, it, it, it's hard to believe that in 2019, and, and maybe, you know, Chris will talk a little bit about that history, but, um, you know, we, we kind of thought, oh, well, you're going to add a, you know, a $35 million addition. I mean, I don't think anybody thought we'd have two more since then. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and through COVID and, and through everything else, I mean, most wise and facilities in general aren't back to that level. And, and, and we're, you know, we were the fastest recovering YMCA in America yeah. uh, when you get to that. And so we've been, you know, uh, from that side, we went to outdoors when we did the little piece of turf when it was COVID time. Right. And so we wanted to do that. And then that was responded to by, by the community and by our members. And we listened and, then the urban soccer parks came and then more turf came and then uh, gymnastics, dance and cheer and ninja center came. And now we're in the back end of probably about eight room uh, switches. So you move one room, then you got another one. They're moving in and it dominoed to, to really where we are today. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, your staff is just unbelievably professional. I mean, you got top notch staff, as, as you know, but you guys are really the face of our YMCA. Um, so, so like Jay, how did you, how long have you been, uh, at our Y and kind of, how'd you, how'd you end up coming here? But, yeah, well, it is an interesting, so I, I've been here five years. So I, I came probably nine months, uh, into, you know, have nine months before or so about a year before this Y, uh, was built. Uh, and so I was kind of on the, the, uh, the middle to the back end of that. And we've been in, under construction through COVID since 2017. Yeah. And so we've had a shovel in the ground uh, now going on, what is that, six, six going on uh, seven years. And so uh, so we feel good about that. But I, I've been in the Y um, pretty much my entire career. I started as a second grade teacher and I wanted to be a, a swim coach and a hockey coach. And so uh, that's wow. that's really what I set out to do. Um, and my dad was a teacher and so that's where I wanted to be. And I just fell in love with the Y, uh, that ability to be able to, to, to be that place for families and for kids. And, and, um, you know, it's, a, it's different. I think when we look at, uh, many of us, I look at around our, our, uh, our age around this table is, you know, we, I think most of us grew up in a time where, you know, you just found your bike in the morning and, you know, mom said, come home when the streetlights come on, right? And, and so you yeah. just, you took off on your bike and, you know, the experiences you had, the friends you met, the disagreements you might have had, mom wasn't over you or you didn't <laughs> text anyone or you weren't TikToking and, you know, doing yeah. all that. And so you, you just, you kind of had to man your own world yeah. and, and you learned self-confidence and you learn, oh, I better not do that again. And, and you tried new things. And, and I think our world is different as a dad with, you know, three kids, 14 and under. Um, that's not what we do anymore. We don't let our kids say, see you later, see yeah. you eight hours later. And so, you know, I think our work has been really uh, grounded in trying to provide this, those level of experiences through the, the people, the programs and the places, uh, you know, that, um, that we have and, and one being, you know, the why. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a family destination. I'm sure you guys get, you know, not only the individuals that are coming and working out doing their thing, but you literally get whole families coming in at the same time. You know, kids go off this way, mom or dad go off this way. And then, um, so yeah, it's definitely a family destination. So you've, Chris, you've been here 
It's kind of an old timer. Yeah, comes uh, to Hawaii here. It's going on twenty years next month. Oh, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a great ride. I mean, yeah. it's just been an unbelievable experience. That we were a great successful Y uh, before the expansion. Yeah. Um, we were a small Y, um, but we really uh, just with the amount of experience between Jay, myself, our chief operating officer Todd Sevens Coleman, mm-hmm. we the three of us probably have seventy to seventy five years of Y experience. Yeah. And so when you take that and the, we have a leader like Jay that drives the programs and the success of the organization, it's just been an unbelievable journey. Um, I've learned so much, you know, from these guys and it's been, uh, been a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of hard work, but it's been um, awesome to see what we're getting uh, to witness right now. Yeah. You know, every, every time we come in our doors. Yeah. So, I mean, we've talked before, you know, the, the YMCA mm-hmm. Humble Beginnings yeah. and the original building down on South Court Street. That's where I attended the YMCA mm-hmm. down there. And to what it's, and I always gave credit to, I don't know anybody who, you know, started that Y and ran it, but man, do we owe them a debt of gratitude because mm-hmm. I can't imagine the, the challenges and the funding and everything mm-hmm. back then. But whoever it was, they persevered, yeah. built it, and added it to it. And I don't know if they ever envisioned what we have now, but man, they are owed so much for, for getting us off the ground. Yeah, it's hard. You know, back in the 70s, you know, again, volunteer board then, they had to raise money, they had to move. Yeah. They had to, a lot of work went into that in the 90s, um, early 90s and late 80s and early 90s. And uh, to where we built the, the new, that original Y in 1997 and had 5,000 members within six months. Yeah, and I then they had that, to yeah. put a wait list on because they couldn't raise enough money for the size they needed. So they built it, and the community responded immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we then we built on in two thousand and one another thirteen to fifteen thousand square feet. Then we got rid of the wait lists, and were a successful, very successful buy um, up through you know where we are today. Yeah, you know, so five thousand members in ninety seven, ninety eight to just. Around forty-two thousand members now. Yeah. So, and we know, um, but it was a very exciting time for uh, Crown Point, well, the YMCA. But can you talk about because the city was recently served host to a national, your national summit, right? Which is man, that is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and that was it was a phenomenal night. Wish it was a little warmer, yeah. but uh, the, we had it at Bulldog Park and. You guys explain. I mean, that's national recognition for your YMCA yeah, yeah. and the city. Well, that you know that came about. Um, it you know the the facility was a blessing. There's no question. Uh, but what happens inside of it? You know, it, it it goes away if it's not relevant, right? If there's not the programming, it's like, hey, this was great to see. Uh, you know, it was a you know, and but if I can't do anything in there, if it's not relevant, it, you know, if the staff don't show up in in, in a way that make people. <clears throat> Uh, feel a certain way, then then it kind of goes goes away. And so, where the spotlight I think came on um, the crossroads, why specifically was uh, out of COVID. And so there were many whys that were were struggling, um, and every community community has different challenges. Uh, but this why came back, um, like I said before, the fastest you know in the entire country, and we were back to normal, if not exceeding numbers within 12 months. Yeah. Uh, and what we, what we attribute that to is just this program model of it's one thing to belong, but you got to participate. 
right? And so uh, we had set something early on about pre-COVID, but I think it paid off uh, as people were missing something. You know, sometimes, okay, well, I found a remote, a virtual class during COVID and I'm going to stay in my basement. But what we found is with with our theme of give your child a new experience every month, this $20, what now is $25 monthly programs where you can do a million different things, right? And yeah. as you look at it, uh, it became very relevant for families. And and we can all uh, understand here that mom makes most of the decisions in our worlds, right? And so uh, and so, what was happening is there was this, the, the kids were saying, you know, I want to go back to Ninja or STEM or cooking class and uh, that really um, helped us uh, shine a light on on what um, you know what our why had become. And and I, I just again, Chris said it was it was popular in 1997. And so the community is just one of those communities in Crown Point that 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 have a thirst to provide opportunities and experiences uh, and and those healthy lifestyles for uh, kids and families and adults and seniors. And so, you know, um, uh, if the community doesn't respond to it, it's not what it is today. And so what a great community response we've had. Yeah. I mean, you can have what you think is the best idea in the world. But if it's, you know, the community is like, yeah, that's not really not for me, then. You know, it's a fruitless point. And there was there was one. It was an interesting fact um, about the the number of the memberships our YMCA has is compared to across the country. And it still blows my mind. But you guys, you know what I'm talking about. Can you share with a listener? What that is? Um, Jay, I don't want to steal your thunder, but you know, we are in Crown Point, the single largest, not facility wise, but membership base. Uh, the YMCA in the country, and so associations associations across the country, from the big cities to the small towns, we have in one location the highest volume, the most members, um, which is a pretty exciting. Yeah, that's that's just an amazing, yeah, amazing, amazing statistic. There are some, there are some. St- I mean, when you look at Ys in other communities, whether it's a, a a Fort Wayne, you know, that might have four or five Ys or, you know, some of these uh, areas, even uh, they might have five facilities, four or five facilities. That's the average that could make up Crown Point. I mean, normally people would have about 2,500 to 3,000 households per Y. Yeah. And so when you think about that, we're like four Ys. Sure. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing what, what some associations across the country, it takes five Ys that we're, we're doing it in one. And, and again, I think it was just been a blessing, you know, from the, from the, the, the uh, Dean and Barbara White Foundation through uh, the philanthropic support. I mean, we raised, we raised over $10 million in a community that I think you would think, boy, that's, that, that, that's going to be hard to do. Uh, but again, the community stepped up yeah, right. and responded. And it was it was interesting because I, I can't remember the percentage, but uh, you even had it broken down to as, as far as the number of memberships, how many are City of Crown Point residents versus non-residents. And I looked at I, you guys know what the... 64%. Uh, that's a stupid question. Of course you know that. <laughs> 64%. <laughs> yeah, uh, of, uh, of Crown Point uh, are members. And, and so again... It, when you look at it, the other part of that makes the 42 is that people are driving over 15 minutes outside of that yeah. to actually come into this facility. Yeah, well. and and for city leadership, I mean, I I love that because now you have people from outside the city coming here because of the YMCA amenities. 
and, and you know they're going to see maybe what we have to offer. They're going to maybe grab lunch or dinner here. Um, so it's a great for the city. It's a great economic uh, engine too. So um, just yeah. the fact that yeah, I'm going to drive 45 minutes to go to Lion Crown Point because that's where I want to be. So that we love that for sure. So bring more people in and. I also think it's a great testament to you guys with when you talk about the numbers of people that are going through there on a daily basis, right? And when you go in there, the facility is clean, the equipment is top notch, everything's working, and every, everywhere you go and, and every part of the building, it's, it, it, there, there's no mess. There's, it's, I mean, it's a testament to your staff on how you guys maintain that facility. It's pretty well, great. and it's 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 in, it's intense right now. January is always intense, right? So, so your listeners that that say we could use a couple less visits. <laughs> you know, a little more wait time, but I think you know that's uh, that's really. I mean, what, I think a testament to Chris and and to his staff and and to our board and to this community uh, is that we're constantly changing. You know, there hasn't been a room in that facility uh, for the most part that has stayed pretty true. We've we've tweaked here, we moved here, we flipped this one over this way, and so uh, what I can promise you is that the that the staff. Uh, Chris's staff is always working to be able to shift, move, rotate, try something new, yeah. you know, be able to continue to meet the needs of, of um, you know, of the program needs in our community. Yeah. Um, so I know we were talking a little bit that uh, before we uh, went on camera. So, you know, I know it's not a done deal and it's still like a work in progress and stuff. But can you share what the idea we were talking about, about... Uh, the uh, professional sports component to it that we're hoping to, uh, you know, maybe have that, yeah, with the fruition. Well, one of one of them, I think, is we still have not really been able to, and Chris can talk a little bit about the sports piece. Maybe I'll talk about the adult piece, but uh, the the urban soccer park, so the rich uh, rich parks uh, sports complex, we dedicated it uh, in the winter, um, and um, and so. Uh, we're ready to be able to have, you know, that was that new addition on the on the east side. Um, uh, and um, so we've got two urban soccer parks that are just multi-use. We can do volleyball in there from, we can do t-ball for young kids to uh, three-on-three, five-on-five soccer for high school kids, adults. Uh, we, we've seen in there in all different pieces. And so maybe, Chris, you can talk a little bit about that programming. Yeah, we're uh, really excited to uh, launch the We've been doing youth soccer in there uh, last summer and fall. We're really excited to launch the uh, high school, college, adult, um, you know, three-on-three, four-on-four. Yeah. Um, it gives you the indoor soccer arena feel in an outdoor setting. No roof, you know, you've got open air. Yeah. Um, it's got the lights so we can play at night. Um, and so we're really excited to focus on that and to bring just a different draw uh, that you know, this area, we've got a lot of youth programs in here and not as many adults. And so that's just something that uh, we want to, we're excited to have. Yeah. What, what was that, uh, the, the different components, you know, it's time, three minutes, eight different. Yeah. So, piece you have to, so that, you know, part of what we realize, you know, is um, that I think even when I think about my athletic career younger and even older now is there's just the social component that people crave, right? We're all, sure. it, we all crave that, that social component. And, and there's very few studies have shown very few people who wake up every morning, less than 10% that want to go beat themselves up on a treadmill for an hour. Most of us aren't wired that way. Yeah. 
and you know we want to we want to be able to uh, do uh, and and be involved in movement and exercise um, but we want there's a social component, maybe a little competitive component, something that um, you know that that we can do um, that uh, is connected, you know, as a group. And so, Vice Sports, uh, we did a, a, a staff launch with it. We launched it at the National Summit in September. And so, this is eight sports in three minutes. So, if you can imagine the outdoor turf there spread, uh, pretty much using the entire turf, mm-hmm. eight sports. And so. You have three minutes to compete to complete. Um, it is basketball, so you've got three different levels. Uh, it's like the old Bozo show, right? Anybody remembers that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got you every time you hit the bucket, right? You got to go for a further bucket. That's what that feels like to me. Do you remember the name of that? What that game was? No, the grand prize game. That grand prize game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I remember watching WGN as a kid, yeah. watching the Bozo Show. And so this is an opportunity where you've got a football challenge, and so you get to throw it into a target, and then if then you've got you know three distances, you have got to do it. You do the same thing in soccer, uh, basketball, um, uh, football throw. Uh, what else? Uh, softball. Golf, uh, uh, tennis, and then you've got a uh, uh, push a sled, uh, and then there's a small little 20, uh, 20 yard sprint uh, that you do. And so you gain points. And so you might get, you know, the easiest football throw might be one point, the second one is two, and the third one is three. And so you have to be able to complete it in three minutes. You add up all those scores. So we think there's a ton of opportunity to do family challenges, to have middle school kids or high school kids doing some sport, and you could advance them to like a championship round, yeah. right? As, as you're doing it, we also think there's a great opportunity really across uh, the region to do um, to do corporate wellness challenges. And so we think that that could really tie in because... We've seen it even on this. You could have the greatest golfer, you know, and and it really doesn't matter when you're sitting on that turf trying. All you got is three shots. <laughs> yeah. You're not playing eighteen holes, and so we've yeah. seen the, the 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 good golfers overthink it, and we've seen people go in there yeah. and you know and do it the other way. And so we think there's a great opportunity there. Yeah, one of the funnest things we did was back in the fall. We did a staff uh, kind of appreciation night, and we and we tried this and. We had staff from all ages. We had all athletic abilities from very athletic to not athletic at all. And everybody was able to complete this and compete. They had fun. Everybody was laughing, cheering everybody else on. And so it was just a great, great thing for everybody to get behind. So it was a lot of fun. Because when you guys were explaining it to me, I mean, I totally, like, without, totally invited myself. Started thinking (laughs) We could maybe do something like a citywide competition, different yeah. departments, yeah. Get, um, or even you know challenge other municipalities from you know uh, Crown Point versus Hobart or some other community. But my first thought was, man, I would love to get the city departments involved in that little yeah. friendly yet spirited competition. Well, and think about what that does at home. You know, as a dad, again, like I said, with a couple of kids, I could be in the backyard saying, "Hey, guys, let's chip a little bit." Or I could yeah. make a target in the backyard. And so there's this sure. level of connectedness and family activity that kind of, you know, lead to that to that fun opportunity. And so I think that's where it really, to me, shows up strong. Yeah, I think that would be. I, I think city employees would. I think, I think they'd be ready to do that. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, 
Have you ever worked that into your calendar? Oh, yeah. You, you, we'll, we'll, mm -hmm. uh, we'll start with you guys and do really a pilot and, and mm -hmm. test that yeah. out because we right. need a couple like of uh, shots in the spring. Yeah. And so we'll, um, we'll do that and uh, see if, if maybe we can't get some departments that, that can uh, do some teams and run through it. Uh, but we think that that would be a, a pretty fun event. Yeah, it sounds great. I like that. Except for the golf. Anthony, and what, yeah, like you said, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. you've got all those people watching and you're doing all these different activities mm -hmm. and you're pushing a sled, now you're going to hit a chip shot? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that's see. right. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. But, so we'll have to think of a prize, Mary, for, you know, once we get to that stage, the, the winning team gets. Line membership. Yeah, line membership. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. A lifetime membership. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, they'll be asking from here to edit it. No. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys, so I, I love the, the, the whole, everything you have to offer for, you know, the adults. And, the, and then you have so many programs for the little ones. I'm talking about the, the little ones. Um, and then you guys even have stuff that are, geared towards that teenage, you know, the teen club. And, and so if I'm home and I got a 14, 13 year old, I mean, what's my advantage? What can I use the wife for, for that, my teenager? Well, we've got uh, sports activities that are going on tonight. We've got dodgeball with that age group. And so we're going to shut a gym down and we'll get that group in and play dodgeball, release some energy, running around, um, having fun. Um, they are, you know, that age group's in our weight rooms. They're allowed to go up in their weight rooms. Um, they're allowed in their pools just to go swimming. Cycling class, group exercise. They're, you know, we've done some specific youth classes. Yep. Team strength training, um, performance training with Greasy um, in our new turf area. Um, you know, that's that age group is tough because it's that age group. It's that junior hybrid. They come over in droves after school. Um, I will say this, that I'm adamant about this. They, they need a place to go that is safe in our community. They yes. can be supervised. And I know they get in some of our members' hairs a little bit that they kind of take over some areas. But we as staff have to step up and help uh, guide them. You know, um, they can't go to the mall and get dropped off anymore. Yes. They can't go to the movies on a Friday night and get dropped off. And so we are that place that they can come over, hang out. Um, you know, interact with each other because isolation is a huge thing. COVID put them, you know, at home, behind closed doors. I mean, it was just a very isolated part of their, to me, their lives in the last couple of years. And yeah. so how do we get them out interacting, moving, engaged um, to help that? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so you're, you're really for all age groups. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact you guys do that because I have friends that, you know, it's if they have a 13, 14 year old, they don't necessarily want to just be all. And you're trying to keep up with the adults when they're working out and doing their thing. Um, and obviously, they're too old for the little ones. But it's great that you guys have to recognize all the age groups and, and um, you know, their skill set levels and their interests. When we talk about some history back in the world, why we couldn't get that age group to step foot in that building. And so now we've just got hundreds of kids that come over. So I think it's really cool. Jay's kids use that facility every day. My kids are over there every day. Um, we have a, um, we started an internship program. We have a, 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 a young lady who is doing an, an internship and, um, I had uh, spoken with her a couple of days ago and I just said, Hey, what, what do people think about, um, 
the Y in high school. And she goes, I don't know a person who's not a Y member in that high school. And, and, and that's the place to go. And, you, you know, they all work out at different times. And there's, you know, like Chris said, sometimes, you, you know, like, like anything, you, you know, um, it's very social for them as well. You know, and maybe adults, it's not as social when you get four people around a piece of equipment and, you know, and they're and they're connecting and so on. But, you know, it always causes us a little pause. I think to what Chris said is very powerful. Again, go back to the whole keep the street lights on. We were able to be dropped off at the yeah. mall, whether it was a good place or not. You know, it's another podcast. But um, uh, but on the, on the you know at the movie theater. I, I mean, I live across from from the park, the center, from the fairgrounds. And I'm not going to let my, you know, my, my 10 year old daughter, uh, you know, just say, Hey, why don't you go and play in the park and we'll see you when the streetlights come on. Yeah. It's, do you have your phone? Do you have your GPS? Check in with me. You know, I mean, that's a different, it's, a different, it's a different weight for, for a child to carry. Well, do you yeah. think that's where the culture changed a little? Cause, cause again, I grew up in the eighties and you know, you said that transition, maybe it wasn't a cool thing to do, but yeah. you're right. You know, everybody I talked to in every family, I know. I don't know if that is Crown Point specific. I don't think it is. I think it's something that, you know, and part of what you guys are doing, but is it really, the, is it the culture? When, when did that culture change, I guess? And, and did it come with the facility or did it come with, you know, um, the change in not being able to go to the mall or not being able to have that freedom uh, to go out and say, well, you know, you, you know I'm just with parents with the, the street lights on. Once yeah. you heard your middle name, you knew you were in trouble. Yeah, you know, go, back, right. go back around and in. But at that same time, is that where this comes now? Is well, I guess it's just a... I think it's both. I mean, I think we were easily accessible to get from Main Street, from the high school, from the junior high. And you think about back in the old Y, we had nothing that got you to that property except a car or your troops and through the mud field. Yeah. You know, Burrell wasn't paved or sidewalked. Um, and so the, the access to us, I think, is uh, easy for the community to ride their bikes there and yeah. walk there. And, you know, so I think maybe part of it, sure. Well, and and part of it is, I think, a testament to, you know, with this, this project, when we first started, it started as a pool expansion, right? And so there was yeah. no destination. We're going to, you know, add add 80,000 square feet. It was like, hey, let's just, let's make sure the pool's a little bit better. Know could be better, or you know, whatever is that, whatever that looks like, and so you know, you got to credit, you know, again, going back to the people that came before us, right? Mm -hmm. You had a board of directors, you had a, some donors, and many in our community, uh, quite frankly, yeah. who who believed in this, and I think it was a pretty tall dream. I mean, we were comparing ourselves to, you know, we're going to be bigger than Valpo, or be, you know, be at that size, and that's something that no one's ever really seen before um but look at look at Bulldog park yeah i mean i'm sure there were 10 different times when we when when you said is it too big what are we going to do and and look at that place it's i mean so i think crown point has a really yeah, cool history about not only doing it from a a, a five scale but doing it at a 10 scale yeah. and the community actually responds in a 10 way yeah. Right? No. You're doing that. 100% true. I mean, you guys know there's Bulldog Park. There's yeah. every day there's something going to say. And that's back to I remember sitting out there in the, the old bus lot. Oh, man, I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, thinking about it, but okay, let's yeah. try it. Yeah. yeah. And then just piece after piece coming on and then seeing that as, oh, this is what it is. Okay. Now, yeah. now it's this thing. Now it's, you know, people from, you know, North Carolina or out west. Look at this place. 
things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just something different. And not only is it, you know, you get that downtown, you know, big city feel and amenity, but you're sitting on a small town, you can look at the courthouse in the background, you can go walk, you don't have to, you can go see a concert and I'll walk home. I don't have to go drive an hour to go see it. It's, it's, there's something about it. We we had that, heard that at the summit when we I mean we had we had um, 50 YMCA CEOs from 31 different states come to this yeah. summit. I mean it was as you saw it was it was spread out and the amount of comments that I mean yeah. they looked at and in bigger t- in way bigger cities saying why doesn't my why doesn't my community step up and Crown Point and helped us through some of that that funding and some of the fees and you know why why can't my community be a partner you know with me in this work and and people were just blown away uh, somebody somebody said to me uh, you know if you look at the courthouse and then you've got we were at Bulldog Park and and then you've got the Y and you're like man that's a pretty hefty couple of miles if you went around this community i mean and there's more things than that right as we went through and, and when i i go specifically is the feel people get right it's one thing to see the facilities but i had multiple people come up to me and say and and, and mayor pete you were there and and your staff and and a couple of them that said your mayor had a whole table of staff and he stayed and that staff stayed the entire time there is no way in my community on any given night that our mayor doesn't get escorted in, stays five minutes, says his thing, and and leaves. Yeah. And he goes, that is so impressive, yeah. right? And so congratulations just to you. I mean, part of this is people feel it. I mean, it was great that they saw an awesome facility, but what they, I think, left with was, yeah. I want my community to, to, to lean in and... Be yeah. a solution to all these problems of kids' isolation and youth obesity and inactivity. And so, I mean, Crown Point is just that kind of community. Yeah. And like you said, I don't know if the city in, uh, as a whole understood that uh, what we had going on that night at yeah. the Bulldog Park. So you guys explained it very well. The fact there were so many CEOs from around the United States that came here. And I loved talking to them. And they were very yeah. cordial and super nice people. Um, they all love Crown Point, as you said, yeah. so I'm glad. And there I were a lot of return visitors wanting to come right. back uh, yeah. with their families. I had a blast that night. It was <laughs> really, really a good time. And the fact that there was a, a middle school football game yeah. going on at the same time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I wasn't sure how that was going to really jive, but it turned out to kind of You're almost You're all white directors. We're all white people with programs. And yeah. yeah. So in fact, yeah. I think they commented that. Yep. That's just like a nice touch to did we schedule that and yeah, make sure, sure it would come? <laughs> I think that's what I said. Yeah, we worked with the school corps. Yeah, that's it was right. All good, but no, that's all, all good stuff. Like I said, you guys do a fantastic job. Cities in the region so blessed that we have, we have you two here and your whole leadership team and just that facility. So is there any like immediate or short-term future plans that you guys can share? Or are you like... So what? Why don't you We're share for now. what um, I think people who've maybe come in over the last couple of weeks in the West Entrance uh, every day. Uh, I, there's a little girl that was that was walking through the other day, and she goes, "Mommy, they're changing it again!" <laughs> right? And you look to the left, right? And you, Chris and I kind of looked at each other and said, "Oh God, from the mouth of babes," as they say. You know? yeah. yeah. So we've put some work into the West Entrance, the old West Entrance. So 
Uh, we've got kind of a team sitting area with some beanbags, some private kind of areas that they can just kind of hang out. Um, a tabletop that you can plug in. We, I saw a couple of adults on it during the day. We'll get the teens to plug the phones in, you know, kind of charge up and plug yeah. in. Um, then you go into our uh, new uh, designed kids club area. So that's for kindergarten through fifth grade uh, while parents are working out. So between, you know, like during the week four to 8 p.m., they can drop their kids off. Those kids in that room are having a, a great experience now while mom's up working out, uh, working out or dad's upstairs. Um, the uh, amount of pieces that went into that was extensive. And so this is something that um, we've got nooks and shelves that the kids can read books in and uh, play on the Lego table and the Lego walls and uh, interactive game tables that they can get up to. Um, we've got an area in the back that the uh, kids can make the bracelets and the beads and, and just all that design and uh, just has different feels on every kind of section you go to. And so yeah. that's almost done, almost 100% done. Um, and then STEM, in the yeah. STEM room in the back is another room that we'll be able to provide uh, not only youth programs with, but seniors back there. We can run different programs. We can run different classes. Um, it's just kind of a multi-purpose room. It's got an area that's got a 3D printer in it. Um, so we'll get into programming those uh, those classes. Um, and then with the cricket machines, yeah. I think, was another one. Uh, we have a painting, uh, mm -hmm. uh, a canvas painting class, uh, you know, up in the next couple of weeks. And so there's the, these opportunities, and that goes to the relevancy piece, right? I mean, uh, we wanted to do it right. And, and of course, you know, we're obviously... We put we've we've uh, the days of putting a, a white table uh, with with chairs, you know those those tables you unfold yeah. and uh, you put some crayons out there and uh, some markers and you know you drop your your child off. That that's just not good enough, yeah. right? Yeah. And and uh, it might be it might be the only thing you can do for a while. But I think we've strived, and that's been a problem for years. And you just keep you know we just keep trying to knock them knock them down. Right. We still have a lot more challenges, but you just keep knocking them down and the amount of kids that are in there. And so we have a couple of tabletops. So think about the game, shoots and ladders. You've got Connect Four. You've got Candyland. You've got all checkers. You have. And so we've got these tabletops now that um, the kids can sit down and play these games. And so it's yeah, it's still digital, but they're not isolated in the room. You know, yeah. watch, watch right. watching YouTube, they're actually talking to each other. You know, it, with a digital experience, so that's different, right? As as we look at it, uh, the other day I shared this story that um, you know when we talk about, we've got to get kids put in situations where they, you know, where they can self pace play, and maybe it's not a gymnastic class or a ninja, but it's maybe two or three uh, kids that know each other from school that don't want to be in that environment but want to read books or uh, play games or, uh, you know, their artistic side. And so I think we strive, uh, you know, so hard to find those opportunities for, for kids. Yeah. It's definitely not your grandparents' line to right. say it. So uh, kudos to you for, for doing that. And, you know, I can't say enough about Crown Point, as everybody knows, but uh, the community for really stepping up and, and making our why with your help what it is. So. Well, the other back one that is still has a Chrome Point address that we hadn't 
that's going to open this summer is the old Pheasant Valley Golf yeah, Course. Yeah, Pheasant Valley Golf right? Course. Right, so, uh, so that one has, uh, I think that's a Crump, that's still a Crump one. I think it's Crump one address, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, which is Crump one address that's incorporated. Yeah. Yeah, but it's held in the city limits, but but it's I mean it's yeah, and so it's it's five minutes down the street, and so we obviously think that that's going to be big, uh, you know, for the residents at Crown Point, and so that'll uh, uh, those that have been there um, know just the topography behind that golf course. You probably threw a bunch of balls in there. Yeah, construction. Yeah, we come across. Did you initial them or something? No, never, those aren't coming back. No. But if they say Titleist, top line, yeah, yeah, that's right. Line, that's yeah, we're going to sell them back to people as we start yeah. to to get them out of the the pond. But uh, but that area, we've we've renovated the uh, the clubhouse. We have a, a, a high ropes course is going to go up in there or is up in there right now. We've got a forty foot uh, rock wall that's going to be the shape of a Y logo, the Y logo, and oh, you'll nice. be able to climb. Uh, all around it and then up inside of it. And then there'll be a platform that probably on a sunny day, you could probably see, you know, Chicago and feel so high from that, that point. And then you're talking nature trails. I mean, the, the great thing about that is there's three miles of paved, essentially paved path. Yeah. And so senior walking, cross country meets, any type of uh, events that we have. So we think even though it's you know, a couple of footsteps out of, of Crown Point, it will serve. Obviously, you know, it is in the the the, uh, the, the, the back door pretty much of or the side door of, of Crown Point. So we'll have day camp out there, family camp opportunities, um, you know, weekend type events. I think we have a, 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 a daddy or a Daughter dance. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think I don't even know if daddy it's daughter daddy dance. daughter or if it's just a dance. Uh, uh, um, but uh, there's there's uh, some events, of course, as, yeah. as we look at it. It could be for corporate retreats. You know, a lot of times this virtual hybrid workforce. You know, they're kind of out, but when they come together, I don't think they want to be in a you know a, a, a windowless room. You're right. They want to have maybe a yeah. little more adventure, and so there's opportunities for us to lead. People, we have eight low ropes challenges uh, courses uh, on that field, and so we're excited. To this is phase one. I mean, we really see this uh, probably a four phase project. So I think we'd be yeah. adding to this for the next ten years. Yeah, I know our senior coordinator is going to do a senior. Uh, she's going to do a senior prom out there when it's all done and ready to go. So yeah, yeah we're we're excited. Yeah. So is that all an extension of your current Y membership then? Or? Yeah. So so they'll obviously be on events uh, like we do, like we have currently. There's member pricing and and um, and community participant pricing. Uh, so that'll be in there. And then we're still working through the the the, the dynamics of you know uh, how people come into that there. And so we can't just keep. We have gates. On there, you can't just open it up and let people just run all over. There's probably some safety issues, you know, things like that. But how we navigate that through, um, you know, staff uh, kind of going around the area, what we mark off, what would, you know, from a staffing standpoint, you know, there might be a nominal fee to do some event, but it's just paying for really the staff to make sure we've kind of uh, put the safety mechanisms in place. But yeah, so there'll be a, a mixture of both. Yeah, you guys are so smart to jump on that. It's such a unique piece of property for what you're going to repurpose it into. So, uh, yeah, great. Another great 
great component to the why. So uh, I can't thank you guys enough for coming. Uh, like I said, I know your plate's full. And I do appreciate you holding up the tradition for the prot table. I don't know if you can really see under the light, but so it's a picture of the Y, but it's all like, uh, it's got a lot of bedazz bedazzle in it, a lot of glitter. And, and so uh, I appreciate you guys bringing that. So that'll be, that'll be on the prop table. And this isn't, this is not part of the podcast per se, but we wanted to show this off. This is the annual Mayor's Cup golf outing trophy. And of course, thanks to Anthony. Yep. Uh, What's the one common denominator on all those? <laughs> this in, guy? I put it every one of those. Two. Yeah, Anthony's, <laughs> Anthony's been around. Yeah. But, uh, so I appreciate you guys bringing that in. Yeah. We'll obviously put that on display proudly in the mayor's office. So, um, so yeah, uh, Adam, you got any? No, no, Mary. This is great. You got to stop talking so much. She's awake this episode. That's something. <laughs> Um, okay, so so one thing, if, I, if you don't mind me adding, of course, uh, coming up February fourth, um, we've got an open house from eleven to two to invite families, anybody in the community that wants to take a tour, see see and feel kind of what we're talking about here this last forty five minutes. Um, you can actually see us in action. It's a Saturday. Um, come on by, stop by. That many members, you know, we throw a lot at them at times. And so yeah. maybe you haven't had time as, as a family to kind of navigate through what all this means. You know, what are the security, you know, kind of the, 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 uh, the uh, kind of pieces behind, you know, uh, what you can use, how you can use it, when you can use it. And so we'll have our staff available yeah. for you to tour those spots. Yeah. So if you're thinking about me, you know, I've always thought about driving or joining the Y, drive by it all the time. But now's your chance to go on February 4th. What's the times again? 11 and 2. 11 and 2, February 4th. So if you're interested in taking a look at the Y, stop in, uh, stop in there. So um, great show, I thought. I learned a lot of information about it, but um, so blessed to have a, the YMCA in our, our community. So thank well, you, thank you yep. for your support. Yep. Chris, thank you very much. Can't do it without a great, a great mayor, a great community, and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody listening. I mean, this is how you make this go, right? Yeah. Thanks for reading that part of the script. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. Appreciate that. So what a great way to end the show. Uh, so uh, catch us on uh, Facebook Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So uh, great show. Everybody be safe, and we'll see you next time. This month's business spotlight is the Dean and Barbara White South Lake YMCA of the Crossroads YMCA Association. The Y is one of the nation's leading nonprofits strengthening communities through youth development, healthy living, and social responsibility. Check out what's happening at the Y by visiting 100 West Burrell Drive in Crown Point or by visiting crymca.org to see what's happening at all Crossroads YMCA locations. You've been listening to Lay of the Land with Crown Point Mayor Pete Land and Chief of Staff Anthony Schleter. If you like what you heard today, come hang out with us on the third Tuesday of every month. Lay of the Land is available on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.